This podcast is brought to you by ThamesCon, bringing conventions to Oxford and London, including the Great Conjunction, the first ever dark crystal convention in the world. For more information, visit their website at www.thegreatconjunction.com. Another world, another time, in the age of wonder. You are listening to Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone! Dea, Tea, Dara, Tea. Your vital essence, the Dark Crystal. Kida, Kida. Come, come, see for yourself. Aru, Garu. How very interesting. Dea, Tea. I feel the song of Thra in my heart! Now go, you heroes of Thra! Hello and welcome to Trial by Stone. I'm your host, Philip. I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. As you know, this is, of course, this is all about uh, Chat and Dark Crystal. And um, on this show, we've got a very special guest. Um, her name is Zay, and she is the sort of the event manager behind... Uh, some of the few conventions through her company, ZM Events. Several of the sort of conventions under her belt includes uh, ThamesCon, and as well as um, a convention that actually happened recently, uh, well, in, back in February this year, was the Great Conjunction, which was like the first Dark Crystal convention of its kind. And, and not only that, but Zay is also our uh, first Patreon uh, sponsor for the podcast. So again, so Zay, I just want to say thank you so much for being in the show. And also thank you so much for um, uh, sponsoring the podcast and sort of, you know, giving us the support, you know, to to keep making these shows rolling. Oh, you're very welcome. No worries. I, I guess, you know, I definitely want to talk to you about, you know, all thing, you know, with the great conjunction and and, you know, so the ideas that sort of sparked behind it. But I, I would love to know, actually, how, how did you discover the Dark the dark Crystal? Yeah, um, so I discovered it actually through my dad. He really loves, well, he loves film in general, but he particularly loves sort of fantasy films. And whenever it was on TV, he would always watch it. So I think I probably saw it for the first time when I was quite young, maybe, I don't know, five or six. And I remember spending half of the time kind of hiding behind his back, kind of like a bit scared, at, you know, the Skeksis and, and especially when they were, you know, draining those poor little podlings essence. I was like, oh, this is terrifying. But at the same time, I just thought, wow, it's also really magical. Um, and I just... I loved the the Gelflings were so lovely and it was so beautiful. It was such a nice story. Fizzgig was hilarious and I can see my, a lot of myself in Fizzgig. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I have my dad uh, to thank for, for my love of Dark Crystal. I just was completely, I think, like, you know, I hear a lot of people, how they describe it, lots of people on your show, um, Philip, saying about how it's, there's so much about it that you can't even put into words because of how kind of it makes you feel, how magical it is. Also, the life lessons that we can take from it. You know, Jim Henson wanted to um, impart a lot of wisdom, teach us so many different things um, about, you know, about good and evil, about adventure, about, um, you know, kindness, all these sorts of things. So, yeah, it really did have quite a big impact on me. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So was this something like you sort of grew up like through through the VHS tapes of, you know, of, of the film or? No, we didn't um, buy a lot of VHS. We didn't have like loads of money sort of growing up. So we would we would record things off the TV, but there are recording of the Dark Crystal as all uh recordings of tv it cuts off the beginning and cuts off the end so it was like the middle version it was like the shortened uh, version of the dark crystal so i could only watch it in its entirety when it was actually you know actually on on tv and and we'd always be like oh it's on tv let's let's sort of sit down and, and watch it together and and then we would quote it you know i still quote it now i still you know i think i i might have mentioned this on the the crystal child page at some point how any i love baking and every time i'm baking if i ever put um, vanilla essence in anything i always go oh essence of gift <laughs> you know so uh, yeah no i mean like for me yeah i mean i grew up with the vhs and i think i'm sort of the same thing I, i'm pretty certain my parents sort of recorded recorded the film like from the tv on on vhs and yeah definitely remember like i think those days where yeah even like there'd be things that would you know be cut out um I mean, with other movies, like, you know, because of, you know, for TV, you know, there'd be a slightly different version of it. And then you find it like five or 10 years later that there was like all this extra stuff that wasn't, you know, <laughs> that you've been watching for so many times. It's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't notice, you know, that there was this extra thing, you know, that was, um, you know, that you find out on DVD or, you know, later releases. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's really cool. So, I mean, were there moments like, for example, that, that were cut out like you know when you watch on the, t the tv version that that later on you, you know you discovered it and like oh wow you know that was something that wasn't wasn't there yeah the so the the kind of the bit at the end uh, just the kind of the last moments and i always yeah it was kind of the bit with the the yurskex or urskex depending on where you're from and how you say it um that bit yeah so that kind of just end bit was cut out so you would you would see them embrace and and kind of but it would be a little bit crackly so you wouldn't be able to see really what that urskek looked like now recently i watched it in uh 4k and it was like it was like seeing a new film it was like seeing it all over again and it was amazing and you could see every detail so like beautifully and clearly you could see the green in Kira's hair that I'd never seen before and it was just so vibrant I have to say to anyone who hasn't seen it you've got to watch it because it's it's an amazing experience and you see so many things that you you know in the, the floor and the fauna the plants and everything like that um yeah so yeah it, it certainly is like one of those films where you, you can just watch it so many times and you just notice little different things and even myself like you know as recently as like last year it's like or a couple of years ago i know it's like oh there's this little very like sort of red um little fox creature like next to jen while jen you know is you know singing his um uh his furka um at the start of the film so i thought oh wow that's kind of cool i didn't did not notice that um and yeah especially with that 4k like it really yeah shows so much more detail and it, it actually more and actually like i was just trying to think like with labyrinth like you know i bought labyrinth for 4k as well and i didn't realize there was so much glitter <laughs> in that film like like in the world of the labyrinth like there's actually like just so much glitter everywhere um which i'm thought oh wow that's that's really interesting oh, so, I yeah 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 i mean i'm a big fan of labyrinth as well and i haven't seen the 4k version but i'd imagine you'd be able to see sort of the layers of makeup that david bowie's wearing and <laughs> oh yes yeah yeah absolutely yeah um yeah so i i guess you know from you know with, with dark crystal and of course 
you know, later on, you sort of got involved um, as being like an event manager. You know, you have your own sort of umbrella, I guess, you know, ZM events. Um, How did you get into um, that sort of side of things like with the event managing and especially more so with um, like with the pop culture conventions um, side of things like with TamsCon and, and all that? Yeah, it's it's kind of a, a a really probably long and boring story. So I'll try and give you the short version. Um, <laughs> I tend to ramble a lot, but um, so yes, I about maybe ten years ago, I so I'd always I I love comic conventions. So I'd I'd always kind of gone along to them. I love comics. I love anime, manga, fancy everything really. Um, I love cosplay. So I've been going to them. For, for years and then I think a friend of mine said oh well why don't you uh, volunteer to go and help out at one because then you you know you don't have to pay to get in and you can you know have a bit more all access and I thought oh that sounds like a fun idea and they kind of sold the idea to me so I volunteered for um, the big London convention MCM and I was put into guest assisting and I was helping out with the Power Rangers and that was really cool because I remember watching the Power Rangers when I was a kid and I was like, oh, you guys, cool. Um, and I had a fun time and I really enjoyed myself. So then from then on, I kept on volunteering for more and more conventions. And as I went on, you know, I networked, I met more people, made contacts, experienced things. I just thought, you know what, this is really fun. And um, I'd kind of always from a young age wanted to start my own business. I didn't know in what. I thought, oh, it could be strong could be this but I thought this looked like a, a fun industry to be in and I'm not about I was never thinking oh, I want to make millions of pounds I mean obviously you know it'd be nice but that was never my intention I just wanted a job and a business that I thought not only was fun but also brought fun and joy to other people as well um so then yeah like uh sort of years later I had the the opportunity I was working at a college and uh, I was offered to use that college as a, as a venue for an event if I wanted to put on. I thought, well, this is this is great. Maybe I can, can use this opportunity to do something. And in my area in, in Oxfordshire, uh, where Oxford is, there wasn't re- we didn't really have the kind of convention that I that I would want to go to. So something that wasn't just um, you know people signing and cosplaying, but also activities. I love to do workshops I love the talks I like to do things that are interactive and also I thought maybe stuff for kids as well because there are people with children and families and a lot of smaller conventions don't really have loads of activities for kids so so yeah that kind of so I put on my first um event when was that sort of three four year four years ago and it, and it was good and, and and you know people had a nice time I enjoyed it and it kind of just just grew from there really Oh, that, that's really cool like yeah just really you know having a convention that's really dedicated to two families and just getting for you know all the kids and you know the families to really enjoy sort of thing um and with those activities and um i, I guess like some of the activities you know one of which i think that might you know that probably sparked um you know with, we'll talk about with the great conjunction of course um was i think it was um you organized sort of like a, a puppet workshop with louise gold so like how did that sort of all came about like doing this sort of puppet workshop you know that and that was through TamsCon, right yeah or was it like it's separate yeah yeah yeah, yeah that, that was yeah that was um a sort of a, a little event or well, yeah we call a workshop within within an event sort of thing so actually uh, it, we kind of need to go back to 
one of the conventions that I attended, again, I think I was volunteering for, this was another one of the, the MCM London Comic Cons. And I met Hugh Spike there. And um, from a distance, I, I, I wouldn't have recognized who he was, but I saw on his signing table that he had Dark Crystal pictures of Landstriders um, and the Mystics. So, so of course it was like a moth to a flame. I just went straight over there and I was like, you were something to do with the Dark Crystal? What did you do? Who are you? Talk to me, tell me. And, uh, and we started to chat and I probably stood there for about like 45 minutes chatting to him about the Dark Crystal and him telling me some amazing stories. And I just, in that moment, I thought, well, I really enjoyed this. I bet other Dark Crystal fans would love to hear these stories too. And, and that kind of just stuck in the back of my mind um, for then uh, years to come when then I started doing my own events. So I thought, you know what I'd really love to do is I'd love to get Hugh Spike to one of my events and do some sort of Dark Crystal workshop. I'm not quite sure what we could do that's interactive, but let me have a think about it. And then I saw that Louise Gold had started doing conventions and she hadn't done any before. And I love to, I love someone to come to my convention first. I love her first appearance. Yes, of <laughs> course. Yeah, yeah. Gotta have the exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I knew her work and I was very much aware of her work uh, in the Dark Crystal the gourmand and helping with Kira and everything so I thought well let's maybe we could get them together to do a bit of a talk but actually you know Louise still does a lot of puppetry maybe she could do like a bit of a puppeteering workshop I thought maybe that would be fun and, and again it's always thinking what I what would I like to see <laughs> what would be fun fun to do and uh, so I sort of spoke to her and we chatted and I kind of explained it and she said yeah sounds great sounds fun and uh, and then with the new, obviously, uh, Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. So I'd heard about that quite a long time before it was public because uh, a friend of mine auditioned for it. I won't say any names and had told me about it. So I was like, oh, that's I was like, wow, that's really exciting. Um, that, that, that's that's great. And I thought, well, that's really brilliant for me from a commercial point of view that if this new series is going to come out, hopefully it's going to excite people about the Dark Crystal again, bring some new fans. And it kind of seemed that then when they released, when they started to release little tidbits and trailers, obviously they didn't tell us a release date for ages, did they? And I was like, oh, tell us when it's coming out. So I can kind of... <laughs> I know, it took forever. And I mean, especially like, um, I think really the biggest wait was, I think towards the end, I think 2018. And uh, I mean, I still have memories about that. Oh, there was that convention, um, uh, New York Comic Con, and you know they, they showed off a little something at the end, but they didn't show it online, and, and I know a lot of people were a bit frustrated. It's like, ah, oh, you know, why can't we see it? You know, you know those fans, like we really wanted to see it, and um, and I know that was a bit bit of a long wait between, like, especially from that from from that New York Comic Con till I think that first teaser trailer. But then in between, I know we got those images, and it was like, oh, you know, this is this looks pretty great stuff, like. But then, you know, once that first teaser came out, yeah, just our, I think a lot of our minds were blown. That's that's for sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And when I found out that obviously Louise Gold had then been on the new series as well, I thought, well, that's great because, you know, she she might be able to tell us a bit about how it was made. And, you know, in that time, and I, when I was planning it, I thought that the series would have been released. 
obviously when then we did Thamescon and we did the the workshop, it hadn't been released yet. So but she so she had to kind of uh, you know, be careful about what she said, and, and she was very good about sort of subtly giving a few little sort of hints. Yeah, it was. It wasn't like she could bring out, you know, Mordra Argot, you know, and showing off <laughs> that, that character, and it's like, oh, this is how I performed, <laughs> performed her, and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> I think she said uh, that the Skeksis were were young, were a lot younger, and had some more energy. So we were like, oh, okay, that means we know that they're maybe they're going to be running around, or could they? What are they going to be doing? You know, are they going to be fighting? What what's going to be going on? So it was very, it was very exciting for everyone. Yeah, especially um, yeah, because I mean, in, in the original film, like you know, they're pretty old, so they're all you know, just walking really slowly, or you know or you know sort of you know sort of struggling in a, in a way but yeah just seeing them um the way they were being able to move about is like yeah pretty pretty awesome like especially with skekmal um just being able to sprint from a to b and just like yeah mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> and um it, and so i guess you know from that puppet workshop i mean was that was that sort of became uh, like a sold out event or like or a lot of people turn, like a bit, a bit of a turnout for for that event yeah, I mean, the, the, we were doing it in, this was again at the, the college venue, we were doing it in the lecture theatre, um, which was a little bit of a logistical nightmare in terms of getting monitors to do the puppetry in a way that you could kind of see it and project it, but it worked out okay, and so I think the capacity was about 100, and yeah, it was, yeah, I think we were we were about at capacity for that, so, and it was a nice, it was a nice size, so again, that's the thing about, I want, I like the, these things to be quite intimate so that everyone gets to experience. You're not sat miles away. You can, without seeing it on a monitor, you can see everyone's faces and expressions. Um, so I didn't want it to be too big. I kind of wanted it to be quite intimate. Yeah, like I, I definitely am a big fan of that. I mean, I know uh, it's been a while, but I, I remember like quite a few conventions that I went to um, actually, my my first sort of big convention um, was I actually went to Sydney. I think it was called uh, Supernova in Sydney, and and I was from Melbourne, so it was actually like my you know first well not first flight, but you know going there. And I think the big attraction for me going there was um, seeing Summer Glau, who of course um, plays River in in Firefly, um, and well in Serenity. I think it was like 2006 because um, I was actually uh, around that time I was like involved in this Firefly fan film and sort of you know anything you know if there was any guests that was coming to australia it's like oh i gotta see them and you know gotta tell them about this fan film that you know that the, you know the other people were doing you know all that kind of stuff so um it was pretty cool like being able to you know say hi to summer and um it was pretty cool like it was, it was a good time to sort of just having that presence but also like with small conventions as well um another one i guess again with firefly and serenity um uh, the hub productions and they i think there was one year i think they had uh ron glass and and nathan fillion who were there and uh, that was you know again pretty awesome being able to sort of chat to them for quite a bit more than usual sort of thing and yeah yeah so i i definitely like i like even myself like i do love those um smaller sort of scale conventions where you can be a bit up you know a bit up close and uh yeah yeah you know and everyone's pretty happy for them but you know all up so uh, which is really awesome so yeah yeah no i completely agree they're my favorite type of convention is the fan specific ones i've been to a few i've absolutely loved them all 
um, that I think there's so much fun. You're in a room with people. You've all got something in common. There's, a, you know, there's that friendly uh, atmosphere, and you're kind of immersed in that fandom, which is which is wonderful. Yeah, it's really it's really lovely. That's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to do the kind of dark crystal specific event was to sort of concentrate all my energies onto one thing that I really loved. But knowing that I've enjoyed those kind of events, hoping that other people would enjoy that as well. Yeah. And and I guess like, you know, from, from that, uh, you know, from that sort of puppeteering workshop, um, I guess that sort of greatly expanded even more about uh, doing, you know, the great conjunction so sort of that first sort of dark crystal convention so of course probably on the back of your mind that i guess you're uh you know doing it you know based on you know you know with, with age of resistance and um and, and sort of how how that came came about like for yourself to be like you know what i, I think a full-scale dark crystal convention you know uh would be pretty awesome to do yeah, I think because I saw sort of how, you know, how well the, the workshop was received, people, you know, had such a lovely time and I thought, well, that was, it really made quite a big impression on people, including myself. And I thought if we could do something like this, but on a bigger scale, so more people could experience it. And, uh, and I kind of, yeah, I was edging sort of towards the idea. And then a friend of mine um, gave me a bit of a nudge uh, I won't mention his name, but he's a puppeteer because he might get embarrassed. But he was like, why don't you do uh, a full, you know, a full on Dark Crystal convention? I think it'd be really great. And this is someone who had some involvement within the new age of resistance. But, you know, actually, any other time, I'm not sure. But because of this sort of renewed energy, this renewed love, there's going to be hopefully people who had never seen or even heard of the Dark Crystal being able to come to it um through through netflix through this new series i thought yeah okay this this could be something because you've always got to think of what you personally want to do but you've got to think of what you know is commercially viable as well um you know it has to it has to kind of at least break even so if, if you don't think you're going to get the numbers or whatever so it's, it's all just sort of the logistics but i thought yeah definitely it was something that i thought would be really fun and again personally i thought wow wouldn't it be amazing for me to meet the voices and the puppeteers and the people behind something that was so special to me uh, in my childhood and, and, and sort of adult life as well. So yeah, it was something I definitely wanted to do. And then I started to, to look into it. And because I'd already, you know, when, what was really lovely is that I'd become friends with Hugh Spy and then I got to know Louise Gold and it's it's all kind of about you know who you know not what you know with and louise was really great actually she because she had all her contacts with all the you know age of resistance performers she was able to go and, and talk to them for me so she was really you know really helpful to, to be able to get people on board and to tell people about it and get that excitement out there yeah no that, that is awesome because i know like yeah well, you know hearing about that great conjunction and just just the the cart you know the announcements of all the guests that was just coming out like every you know couple of days or whatnot you know from steve whitmire and neil sternberg and becky and victor and dave barkley and tim clark and i mean and of course you know with the voices as well like lisa maxwell and stephen garlic and also the frowns as well so it was like that must have been such a big sort of you know trying to 
get all, all these guests, you know, all the people who worked on the original film and also on Age of Resistance, you know, for this one big event. So I, I get that must have been a lot of work trying to, you know, um, get everyone, ske- you know, schedule, you know, that they, they were free for this one big day. I guess like how much work sort of went into sort of, you know, trying to get everyone in one roof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so much work. Let's just say beforehand, I didn't have any yeah. gray hairs and now I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was a logistical nightmare, <laughs> to be honest. Trying to, like you said, get everyone's sort of schedules. Um, you know, luckily a lot of the sort of puppeteers and people that were involved uh, are retired now, so they do have a bit more time on their hands, which is great. And yeah, it's just really lucky that we managed to, to find a date and that it could all come together. Obviously, there was a few people that, that couldn't make it that we were hoping would. So we, we didn't announce them, but we were talking. We were talking to everyone. I I kind of put the put it out there to to everyone um, that that was sort of involved in the original film and in you know it was and and to start with it was only really meant to be um, you know a, an original film convention and that's kind of what I wanted because I knew that Age of Resistance would have its Sort of time in the light and there might be something else that was specific to age of resistance but actually before we get to that let's celebrate the original film that we all love and all the people that, that sort of worked on the original um so yeah and exactly and i knew there were certain people that i knew 100 percent wanted to be there you know like the frauds um and i went and uh to uh, an event called Fantasy Forest Festival. Some people may have, I think a few Dark Crystal fans I, I saw there, there was someone dressed up as a mystic actually there. And Brian and Wendy were there and I had, had never met them before and I was so starstruck. I was like, oh my God, don't cry, hold it in. <laughs> you know, be, profesh- be professional. So I just sort of, you know, went up and kind of introduced myself and, and told them about the event. And then Wendy said, oh, actually, yeah, Louise Gold did, did mention something about that. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> and then I was like, you know, would you, would you like to be involved? And we were chatting and they were like, yeah, sounds, sounds great to, to see all our old friends again. And that's kind of what it turned into. So once the word got out there, then people started coming to me, which was lovely and being like, oh, I heard you're, you know, <laughs> organizing this and I'd love to come along, you know, and it kind of just to see my friends and, and it did feel like that, like a big kind of family reunion. So when it started to, to sort of, the ball was rolling and it started to escalate, it it was it was then a lot easier to get people involved. And obviously once I'd gotten um, the Jim Henson company involved, it made everyone really very comfortable about it being an official event. And, you know, and I like to do, I really do like to do things by the book and I didn't really want to do it without their sort of blessing and involvement. It just wouldn't have, sort of felt right to do it just to have that legitimacy or like yeah especially like like you said you know just pretty much having everyone yeah almost yeah it was pretty much like a big family reunion for for people who worked on the original film i think i remember i think which has been fantastic that uh been releasing video from some of the panels and yeah some of them you know even say well you know i haven't met some of the you know some of these people for you know 30 odd years or since the film it's um so that was must have been a pretty yeah, incredible day, not only for the fans, but also for them as well, for the guests. Oh, it was wonderful. It was on the on the night before the event, um, you know, obviously all the guests were, were staying at a local hotel and, and I was there, you know, just to, to make sure everyone got settled in okay. 
And uh, and I just remember sort of, and I'll probably always remember this for the rest of my life. I was kind of sat at a table um, having my dinner with with my family, and and sat sort of, you know, two tables down were the frauds and and some of our other guests. But as guests would come in and check into the hotel, they'd kind of look around, see their friends, and then run over and be like, "Oh my god!" And then <laughs> there would be cuddles, and and there were tears, and just to sort of sit back and and kind of watch that and experience it to see their reunion how emotional and, and how lovely that was and not I don't think uh, because Jean-Pierre Mille was a very last minute guest like super last minute he was a last minute announcement but that wasn't we weren't um, pretending we didn't know literally it was about uh, three days three or four days before the event that I got in touch with his daughter and said, you know, we're doing this, can we make it happen? And she was like, yes, please. So no one knew, none of the other guests knew that he was coming. But when they saw him, and obviously he'd been a mentor for a lot of the the puppeteers, you know, for the mystics and um, everything. So it was amazing for them to see their mentor again after, you know, he said sort of 30 years. Oh, that that is awesome. Yeah, because I know, I think, yeah, Jean-Pierre, I don't think he's ever... Um, attended many uh, conventions as well I think from from my understanding um yeah so that 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 was yeah a very very awesome surprise like for the guests um yeah to see see them see him there and, and so I guess you know with the event like I mean how, how how did it all went down like for you like um like it seemed like there was a big turnout I mean you, I think I think it was even a sold out to to max capacity or yeah, it was. It's a shame because it was such a, a small venue. The problem with Elstree Studios is, I think a lot of people in the, the sort of you know the industry know that they kind of when we went through a bit of a crash in the UK, uh, economic crash, they sold off most of the studio, and there's a massive there's a massive Tesco there, and uh, and shops and other things, and uh, and then obviously studio space is now really valuable. So all of their studios. Uh, are fully booked for forever so trying to get because they used to do the the star wars celebration event in one of the one of the studios and obviously studio space is really big and spacious and lovely so when i kind of approached them they were like yeah you can you can have it here but the only space available is the studio suite which used to be the the canteens that's where all the, the kind of performers would come and have their lunch they made it all, you know, they made it all pretty and everything. And I was like, that's okay. We're still on, you know, hallowed ground. It's still part of the studio. They were all still going to, you know, recognize this. But it's tiny. It's really, really small. And I'm used to doing conventions in bigger spaces where I have, you know, lots of rooms to do different things. And we had to try and kind of cram this whole event into one big room, which meant we had the guests signing in the same place as people doing talks which is never ideal because you put all the background noise but it wasn't it wasn't too bad because most of the time you know everyone what we kind of wanted was that everyone would follow the same pattern you'd come in get some signatures sit down for a talk go and do something and kind of most people did do that but yeah the max capacity I think was 250 people um and so, yeah, so we did sell out. And then I had lots of obviously people contact me saying, oh, you know, I would like to. And I think a few, we said, you know, to a few people, if you turn up on the day, if we can squeeze you in. <laughs> and, so we were, and it was the same with the guests. We had to get to a point where we then had to limit our celebrity guests as well, because we just we wouldn't have space for any more. So we could have had more people, for sure. And I would have loved to have had more guests. But uh, yeah, I just had to get to a point where I was like, I have to now 
start saying no <laughs> we're, we're full it was first come first serve we're full <laughs> squeeze it in and it was you know it was very very kind of a tight squeeze but it made it um atmospheric and uh, and it was it was nice it, it worked well but I would say that yeah I didn't really that for me that was the thing that I disliked the most or the only issue was trying to to squeeze everything into such a small space I mean, I guess, you know, hopefully like down the track, I mean, you know, if, if you do more sort of, yeah, dark crystal conventions and um, yeah. Cause I mean, uh, that was the thing actually, cause that was like one of the things I really regret, you know, <laughs> not being able to, able to come to, um, uh, to London, you know, in February. Um, it just, you know, I actually just came, but I think at that time I just came back from like a three week holiday um, during Christmas. So I just got back home and, just yeah just didn't have the funds at the time but I, I know definitely if you um if you definitely have plans for another dark crystal convention in the future i'll, I'll definitely do my best to yeah pop on over that's for sure yeah definitely yeah you better do <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> no yeah, definitely get um, the po- podcast involved yeah <laughs> oh yeah i'd love i'd love to do more i don't think um i would use that venue again well actually i can categorically say i wouldn't use that venue again um so so I think, you know, we've had that experience there, but I think in terms of just the day working a little bit better, just taking it to a different venue that's a bit bigger and then having, you know, more tickets available so more people can attend. And then if we've got more tickets, we can make it slightly um, more accessible, maybe slightly you know, cheaper, all these sorts of things. So, um, you know, potential, there's all, there's all sorts of thoughts for the future, but my main priority at the moment uh, is bringing it to America because I like to be fair. We've had it in the UK, um, and for for good reasons. It was filmed there. Most of the people were, you know, uh, British sort of performers. Uh, but I've but I've been contacted by so many people in the states who would love to would love the same experience again. So it's again, it's a logistical nightmare for me, but it's something I'd really like to do. So I'm I'm kind of researching how feasible that is would we need more than one event because the states is enormous um you know compared to little little old england <laughs> so i've kind of pulled across america a little bit and i you know so but we'll so we'll we'll see for the future no promises but i'm doing my best everyone <laughs> i'm trying my yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean i i know there are a lot of fans that went to that great conjunction i think i think from what i heard you know a lot of people were just blown away with the event and you know, being able to meet their heroes and just um, be able to chat, you know, all things Dark Crystal with the guests and, and fans alike. Um, but yeah, also, I mean, for me, like, even though I was bummed I couldn't be there, um, but I did love that you um, that you actually had a, a video crew um, being able to film uh, some of the, the panels um, from from the Great Conjunction. So I guess for any of the listeners, um, it is on YouTube. So I think if you go to ZM Events, um, you can find all that kind of stuff, which I'll put the link in the show notes. So you can all, um, check out the, the panels. Um, so no, again, like it was awesome that you, yeah, we're able to, um, be able to get the, the panels filmed and, and, and actually just releasing them online was just, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was really awesome to, to have them out there. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I really hope people enjoy. And that was something that I kind of thought this is, this is too good to keep to ourselves. And I always like there to be an added benefit that if you, paid your money to come to an event you get something extra so the the panels are slightly edited you know they're not quite their their raw 
um, you know, they are shortened because I think it's it's important that people are there get something just a little little bit extra, a little bit more. But I still wanted the highlights and you know the the kind of the important points to come out for everyone to be able to to see and experience and share and enjoy really. And yeah, I just I loved when I was going through going back through them I loved watching I watched them again and again because they always make me smile you know they're all so funny and silly and uh, you know the latest one the, the age of resistance panel was was really emotional actually oh well, yeah really, absolutely you know? I, I, I know it, it, yeah especially like I mean there was like some funny moments especially with the interaction from Hup and and Tobias, um, but also, yeah, but I mean, just the speech towards the end with, um, with Louise. Yeah. Like I was, I was, I was definitely getting pretty emotional myself. And I think a lot of fans were just. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. I think everyone, everyone on the day was, cause it was so like, it was almost like it was the end of an emotional day anyway. Uh, and then just to, ha- just to have that to sort of finish off, I think it just tipped everyone over the edge. I don't think anyone wasn't crying by the end of it. Um, and it was yeah it just kind of really special so and I yeah I didn't know that Louise was going to do that so for me as well I was kind of like oh wow this is this is delightful Um, because I mean that that's the thing about like with conventions especially with panels it's like you 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 know yes I mean sure you you sort of have a a, you know the the host will have a bit of a plan of you know what what you know each panel is going to be about and all that kind of stuff but some panels it's like you, you just don't know what you're going to get so I mean that was just that was just gold with the um the age of resistance panel like especially with louise towards the end so yeah she's um, yeah she's brilliant Dro- dropping that f-bomb at the end was just oh yeah <laughs> just wonderful yeah yeah <laughs> you, can't, you can't really hear it like because the, the the uh audio is just set to to their mics so you can't hear the audience as much as in the audience that sort of sat down but the laughter in the room when she did that it was so loud everyone was just in hysterics it was it was absolutely brilliant um, but yeah, a lot, a lot of fun that panel. I really, Victor with Hup was was just amazing all day. He was uh, doing little videos with for people. Um, you know, Hup was saying hello, and he he literally was a proper day day's work for Victor. <laughs> he was working hard, you know, puppeteering all day. <laughs> I was seeing a lot of those videos. I think one from uh, I think James Reedy. Um, I guess you know, of course you know. Um, the big from dark crystal project on instagram but um yeah yeah seeing videos like that and, and also just yeah i mean having like even the puppets there with um with deet and and rian as well so that must have been a bit of a bonus you know just having those puppets from the show that people can actually like go up close and really you know, just, just see the the incredible detail that went into you know bringing those characters to life yeah, definitely. And and while you mentioned James's name, I have to give a shout out and a thank you to James because he he was great. Like he was my like little unofficial dark crystal guru um, who was who because of his uh, you know dark crystal project, he's been able to find so many of these people um, that. You, they're just not easy to find so I'd be like I can't I can't find a contact with this person and James would be like right I'm on it let's let's find them and it might be through Facebook or through a family member or something (laughs) you know we became really great um stalkers I would say (laughs) to try and be able to find you know find people to, to get them involved and that's that's kind of the thing about I'm not afraid of a challenge I don't mind if it, you know, I always feel like the more difficult something is, the bigger the reward. 
So if I couldn't find a contact detail to start with, I wouldn't give up. I'd be like, right, okay. That means if I can't find their contact details, no one else can. So it'd be even more difficult for someone else to get them to their event. So I must get them to my event. <laughs> when, when you know, you saw age of resistance for the first time, like I, I might as well talk about age of resistance. Like what was your thoughts like running through your head when you were watching the, the episodes for the first time, I think back in, August the 30th of 2019. So I was I was really lucky. I went to the BFI to you know the the exhibition they had in London. Oh yes, of course, the, yeah. Yeah, which was uh, absolutely um, amazing, really lovely, and they were showing the very first episode. Um, I think was it was it early? Maybe it was. Maybe a couple of days. Early, yeah, I think it was a couple of days before. before. Was, yeah, yeah. Was that the event that um? Was it the the event that Louis was was there? Louis Leterrier? No, that was a couple of days before that. So I didn't get to before go before that. that. Yeah, one. yeah. I was curious if you yeah, went to that no, one. I was, yeah, no, I was. I was. I was on holiday. I think. Yeah, I think I was on holiday, and I was and I was so gutted. I was like, oh, I would have really loved to have gone to that. But anyway, I went to, and then so I saw it for the first time on the big screen with all the other the sort of fans and yeah I just I bawled I cried I was like oh I was like, oh my god this is so beautiful and emotional um so yeah I was seeing it for the first time on that screen with the amazing audio that sat around with other Dark Crystal fans I guess was the best way to see it I'm quite spoiled it was wonderful and an amazing experience and I was so relieved I think because we've all been waiting so long and built this up I thought you know please be good I really want it to be good please don't disappoint me and I had, I had you know I had good feelings all the pictures that come out and the trailer and everything that we've seen so far looked really really good so I was like I think this is going to be good I really hope it's good and I wasn't disappointed I don't think any of us have really you know especially that first episode it was it was everything that we I think we all wanted stunning amazing puppetry um great characters and a really hideous scary nasty ending which then set the you know which is so that that's dark crystal isn't it that it is lovely but at the same time it there is some serious stuff going on and it's got to scare us a little bit as well and I was like oh that's terrifying that's horrible and and again very sad but yeah, I, I I just loved it. So yeah, I think um I think we've all been pretty pleased, haven't we, Philip? Definitely listening to to the podcast and what people have said. I don't think anyone's been I don't think anyone's been disappointed um, with what they with what they've given us. Uh, we're, we're we're happy. We like it. The fans are happy. Let's have let's have some more. <laughs> yeah, it was just an incredible year, like with the show, and I mean, yeah, even for myself, like with the podcast and um. And yeah, like, yeah, when the show came in September, it's just like, yeah, I was just stunned pretty much like all the 10 episodes and it was just a lot to take in as well. Like, yeah, it was just like, yeah, yeah. Like each episode was like, felt like watching a feature film essentially. Like so much happens in each episode um, that it was like awesome just, you know, after watching them initially and then then rewatching them and be like, oh, you know, I can I can really take my time with, you know, what's happening in, on each show. But I definitely, I would definitely have to say that seeing it on, um, for you to see it on the big screen, I mean, that's something that I wished, um, I would have loved to, you know, seen it on the big screen as well because I felt like that definitely deserves that sort of treatment. Um, that's something I don't know. 
might have to do if I have to arrange, you know, <laughs> a little cinema just to just to get that sort of experience. Um, yeah, so that, that that's really cool. Did did you binge watch it? Did you just watch it all in one sort of go, like one after? Uh, so yeah, I mean that was the thing. Originally, I was going to do it Friday to Sunday, three or four episodes a day, and I did three because that was the thing about you know, with the time zone, because it, because it started midnight in LA, I think it was about six or 7 PM that the show um, came. And so I watched the first three episodes and then Saturday. Yeah. Originally I was just going to do like two in the morning and two in the afternoon, that sort of thing. But, but I pretty much did all like the seven episodes on the one day. Um, so that, 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 and that was pretty crazy. Just going through going through it like i probably watched like two in the morning and then yeah then two after lunch and probably yeah just wrapped it up another three at night time so that that was a that was a big old day uh to, to watch all these episodes and um yeah and, and just the whole like all the forums and stuff like with the crystal shard all the fan pages were just like yeah they were just bursting with so many posts and happening so it was um yeah, it was a pretty crazy weekend. Uh, what about yourself? Like, how how'd you go about it? Did you do it all in one day or did you, you know, spread it out over a weekend or? Yeah, well, I, I, I spread it out because I thought, well, firstly, I was like, well, I waited a long time for this. So, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to watch it all too quickly. I kind of need to digest it. Like, kind of like you mentioned, it's quite a lot to, to absorb, to take in. It's quite, um, it's emotional. It's quite breathtaking. So I, I kind of, I watched an episode. So I rewatched the first episode again that I'd seen. Kind of took all of that in, and then I think the next day. So I waited a whole day. Then the next evening, I watched the, the next one, and then I kind of did it. And I waited a couple of days. So I want because I wanted to, I wanted to give it space and time to kind of be able to digest every episode. And because they put so much love and effort and detail into every episode, it, it kind of took me a little bit of time to to digest. I thought I, if I watch this all in one day, I won't appreciate it as much as if I come to it and watch it kind of spread out. So I think it took me about two weeks to watch it, um, in, which is kind of annoying because then I had to stay off all of the forums because oh, no. I'd already yeah, seen someone the spoilers and oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, what is wrong with you? I know, yeah, I know. Don't do it. Yeah, I know. That's always my big concern. Like, yeah, just all the spoilers and stuff. Um, and especially I'm here for myself doing a Dark Crystal podcast. It's like, yeah, I had to try and watch them. Like, I mean, I definitely had planned at least doing the whole, you know, weekend at least. Um, but like, I mean, that was the one thing. Like, I sort of that was the one thing I kind of wish. Like, with the show, they had if it was done, like you know, every week kind of thing, just to you know, have that time to sort of sink, you know, take it all in and, and like, you know, we can watch the first episode and then watch it a couple more times while we're waiting for the second episode to pop up. Um, but I know that's why that's the way that, uh, Netflix works with the whole sort of that binge model. So, but still, it was still, yeah, just, just again, just, yeah, incredible show. And I think, yeah, a lot of us were just, yeah, just very blown away with it. Um, what was it? Well, was there moments from the do you have any sort of like favorite moments from from Age of Resistance that pop up to you? Oh, it's it's so hard because it, it's all so good. I mean, my favorite character is Brea. Um, I I just I love her. I love her puppet. I love her puppetry. I um, she's just she's really such a beautiful character. But she's so she's so cheeky and and sort of sassy, and you know she's not afraid to go on these adventures. 
and I yeah I just absolutely love her character so any any of the moments with with Freya in I you know I was absolutely loving it and and found it really exciting I think just like a lot of people I love the puppetry show within the puppetry love the irony of it of course and and, uh, and I thought that was a really clever act there was lots of really clever funny little moments lots of really nice comedy moments that they put in there I loved all the kind of the lighter comedy moments I'm really sad about Mira because I think she she's a great character and I would have loved to have seen a bit more of her because I think she would have been really interesting to watch and see because she was so sort of she was again fearless and a fun character uh, and seeing more of these kind of like I'd like a little sort of spin-off like a, a Rianne and um, Mira's adventures or something like maybe a prequel to the prequel yeah a little prequel yeah, <laughs> like yeah. let's see them being dance <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, know, and their yeah. lives and, and more stuff that, that they do um and then of course the last episode with the battle was just insane wasn't it really that 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 must have the, the puppetry the the choreography everything that that must have taken to go into that that kind of last scene you know with Rianne with the sword fighting it was like wow we're seeing a puppet sword fight that's really incredible um yeah just just amazing yeah the whole thing really I just loved it all <laughs> yeah I mean like you said like with yeah with episode seven like uh with that puppet show within a puppet show yeah that was definitely one of my sort of favorite moments um it was just one of those things where it's like um like that moment's like it could have been a hit and miss but it's like they they just knocked that scene out of the park for that one so you know and i think seven is probably one of my favorites um especially with the interactions with skekra and and ergo um that was sort of my funny yeah yeah clever yeah. way of bringing you know the dark crystal to a kind of a modern audience they were very modern characters we kind of got this you know stoner mystic who was who was really cool and you know really like laid back and funny and then you know the kind of that kind of crazed or a heretic like oh you know we haven't seen we haven't seen these kind of skeksis and mystics before so it was really fun to see that and think oh you know there are these kind of these different characters um with different personalities which is really nice Again, I know we still got our fingers crossed, you know, with a season two, when, whenever it gets announced or not. You know, before before we go, I, I would actually like to ask, you know, what are you sort of your hopes, you know, if we do get a season two, you know, like what, what are you sort of hoping for, like with the story, like from everything that happened in Age of Resistance? Oh, that's, that's really tough. Yeah, I mean, so there was kind of word out there that there would be maybe three seasons. I think that's been mentioned many times so we kind of we kind of let's let's then say that we know that the third season's kind of got to lead up to a bit of a gelpling uh, extinction as it were and like we know with most trilogies the second one is you know when you think about lord of the rings and other kind of trilogies it's that, it's that adventure story isn't it? i think you guys have mentioned it before so it's more adventure, more character building. I'd love to just see some more, more less dramatic moments, but quieter moments with the girlfriend. You know, like when they were sat together talking, just discussing their lives and their experiences. So I just, yeah, I'd love to see some more character development. I obviously would love to see some more mystics, please. I need to see many, many more fizz gig moments. That For me, that was my one criticism that I didn't have you know, and I loved Baffy, like, oh, and when he was, you know, 
sad at the end when his when his poor Mordra, well, you know, that was very sad. <laughs> that, that that really got me. But yeah, so and, and again, more creature moments. I love the creatures. Love to see some more more Lamsprider action. Um, so yeah, I think it'd be a second season would be really great. I think it'd be really exciting to see. Uh, see more, and maybe even more girlfriends from the books that we haven't seen before. Introducing more characters would, would be pretty cool. And, and again, learning a little bit more about the clans. You know, there's obviously a really deep, rich history. And for, for people that haven't read the books, to be able to watch the show and see more backstory and more sort of girlfriend history. Uh, what about you, Philip? What do you what do you kind of want to see in the I mean, I know you talked about actually, you know, with, with Mira and I thought, oh, you know, that sort of sparks an idea, you know, whether, you know, Rian does a dream fast, whether like with Deet or Brea and, and you had this little flashback moment between him and, 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 and Mira, like, you know, before the events of the show, like, you know, something that happened back then that sort of I know, reflects later on, you know, with what he needs to do. Um, I thought that that could be kind of interesting. But yeah, I mean, for, for me, I think the big thing... It's probably, yeah, I mean, of course, we sort of got a bit of a hint of that towards the end um, with the Gartham. So uh, definitely looking forward to seeing the Gartham sort of coming back and um, just seeing how much of a, you know, in big force or how much of a, you know, a, a presence, uh, a nuisance, I guess, like that they really were like, you know, just going out there, destroying things. And um, so, I mean, that's, that's, but, but also, yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, I, don't, yeah. I don't want to see any of that, Philip. I would uh, yeah, want yeah. to see but, that. They yeah. can keep that and, for the, for the third season. I don't want uh, to yeah, see any yeah. It's definitely massacre. going... Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. just way but, as, uh, as But, as I mean, the other big thing would have to be... I mean, besides that, of course, um, the big thing would have to be the, the creation of the Wall of Destiny. I'm very, very... I would just, just really want to know how that sort of prophecy came to be and just um yeah how how it all happened with the wall of destiny because i know that's definitely a big part of dark crystal law so it's, it's funny as, as you were talking i was just thinking that exact same thing in my head and thinking how it would be so much fun to see like maybe augra looking like a premonition into the future and then we get to see like jen and kira oh yes yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and oh, then cool, you know yeah. i'd love to i'd love to see how that they could bring those characters into it which i think they will at some point because we want it don't we as i think as fans you know we've always sort of said that actually it would be really lovely to if we saw maybe a flash forward or uh you know a premonition for the future and maybe that's how they then go to thinking about the wall of destiny uh that would be very cool definitely because it was actually like you know once we got through watching this show and I think at the end I was like, oh wait, they you know they didn't do the the wall of destiny or you know the, all these other little things. So I think that was a bit of a surprise how the show ended. That sort of you know definitely left things a lot open for a, yeah for potentially for a season two. So yeah, we just got to wait and see. And yeah, we certainly hope for wait the best. See, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you know as as fans we've just got to keep we're saying that we want it and. You know, making as much noise as possible, making a nuisance of ourselves and, and showing how much, yeah, how much we want this. Because, I mean, my assumption is that if it got enough views, Netflix would have automatically renewed it. I think that's generally kind of how these shows work. Uh, and the fact that we haven't, you know, heard anything 
makes me think, you know, maybe that we didn't, which is a shame. Uh, so I think we just need to keep watching it, keep talking about it, keep sharing our love of it, and and hope for the best. And then maybe we all just need to go and like protest <laughs> somewhere or something. Yeah, pitch our foot. You yeah, know. get our pitchforks to um, Netflix. No, just kidding. Yeah, exactly. Where, where's the Netflix headquarters? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, yeah. But... Just organise, sort of dressing up, uh, you know, scalping pizza. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, that's awesome, yeah. So, um, yeah, again, Zay, I just want to say, again, thank you so much for being on the show. And as well, thank you for um, being our uh, Patreon sponsor, um, which, I mean, for anyone that wants to support the podcast, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash dark crystal podcast so we've got some quite a few rewards on offer like tiers um so you, you can get bonus access to um some bonus shows with, with dream space that i do which i provide pretty much updates in the podcast get the inside scoop and um and of course with fan art from sydney so um and you know her art, fan art's been really great so um we've got plenty more sort of coming that way with with that and um yeah and and yeah just and, and, and as well as getting early access to shows. So um, being able to listen to some of the episodes, you know, way before they come out, um, you know, on the, on the uh, Apple podcast or on the, on the public feed. So no, which is really awesome. So again, Zay, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Dark Crystal Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Dark Crystal Podcast and on Twitter at Dark Crystal Pod. If you'd like to support the show, subscribe to the podcast, write a review on Apple Podcasts and consider being our Patreon supporter at patreon.com forward slash Dark Crystal Podcast. Thank you all so much and stay tuned for the next episode of Trial by Stone. This podcast is brought to you by ThamesCon, bringing conventions to Oxford and London, including the Great Conjunction, the first ever dark crystal convention in the world. For more information, visit their website at www.thegreatconjunction.com.